Follow us on Twitter at YMTE. Friend us on Facebook at facebook.com slash you, me, them, everybody. And for details on Monday and Tuesday nights at the Hungry Brain, go to you, me, them, everybody.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. It is uh, Sunday, Sunday, July 17th, and it is day three of Pitchfork. So I'm going to wrap up day two of Pitchfork. Here's what I saw. I saw No Age, and uh, they played a Misfits cover, which I think is the first Misfits cover that has been played at the Pitchfork Music Festival in his existence. And it was a great set. It was very difficult to walk away to check out Wild Nothing. Um, I was about 20 feet from where I was, and then they started their last song, and it was a great, epic, 10-minute thing. Uh, I forgot how poppy they are. They are just as poppy as Cheap Trick, except they bury their melodies. And uh, the fact that they're a two-piece, once again, very winning. I'm a big No Age fan, yet again. Wild Nothing sounded like every overcast afternoon in England between 1985 and 1988. Gang Gang Dance was uh, the perfect band for me to see at a festival like this because I would have avoided them in a club or any other atmosphere. But just walking by, it was very, very good. Off was very great. Uh, they probably played my favorite set of the day. Definitely not the most musically talented. Uh, Keith was kind enough to talk to us, and you'll hear him later. And I was smiling ear to ear. Um, Dimitri from Burning Brides is also in that band, which makes it... Very interesting. It looked like he was trying to dumb down his style of guitar. Burning Brides is this great stoner rock band that hasn't played Pitchfork or Lava Pools or any of that. Um, they were more popular in like 2003. Anyways, I love that band, and I hope they're still together, and I hope Off keeps playing because uh, they just made me smell. Dismemberment Plan, uh, the reunion show of the day. Um, they had to have played the most crowd-pleasing set of the festival thus far. Um, it was almost entirely made up of Emergency and I... Uh, and I completely forgot how much I knew that album. Very nice men, uh, very good band, and I hope they continue touring. They have uh, a renewed energy, unlike Guided by Voices, who seem to just be playing um, for the booze. And there's nothing wrong with it. They were also very good on Friday, but the Summerman Plan seemed happy to be there. Zola, Je- Zola Jesus, uh, should be getting stolen soon from Lady Gaga, because she's fantastic, her outfit is fantastic, and DJ Shadow uh, released one of the most revolutionary albums of all time, but both of these people would have benefited from a lack of light, they played around 8pm, 7.30pm, and both of these guys are great, and their their stage was awesome, like DJ Shadow was in a ball, a big white ball that later opened to reveal him, but for the first 20 minutes of his set, what was being projected on the ball was kind of lost due to the natural light. And there's something weird about seeing somebody play electronic drums, uh, synth, and a, a woman in a, like, a metallic dress a la Klaus Nomi in the light. It just doesn't make sense. But it was a good booking for Pitchfork. And once again, it was hard to choose who to see, which is always a fantastic problem. Fleet Foxes under the night. Not my cup of tea, but I completely understand why they booked this band. They sounded a lot bigger than they did the last time they played Pitchfork. And uh, it's a good thing. They're actually growing, and it totally makes sense as a headliner. Because think about the three headliners, right? You got Animal Collective on Friday night. Uh, their stage setup is fantastic. It looks like neon. If you're from Chicago, it looks like every lumpen party you've ever been to uh, in Bridgeport. But it's visually stimulating. It makes you excited to want to come back and be ready for day two. Uh, then you got Fleet Foxes on Saturday night. So it's like, okay, don't go crazy. You got one more day of this. Go home, be safe, and come back early in the morning, well-rested for bands like Yuck. And then TV on the radio tonight, uh, it's your blow-up band. They figure, hell, you don't got work. Or you got to go to work on Monday so you can't stay out too late. Let's have the actually uh, most exciting musical act of the fest for the headliners played the last night. So that's my assessment of the fest. I am looking forward to a few bands today, one of which being Yuck. 
What if winches mean the odd future bullshit? Um, not so much because I'm into them. They're good. They're okay. But I would rather listen to the first Eminem album if we're, we're going to listen to rape songs. I don't know why. Probably, I don't know. It's probably because uh, he sounded really high at the time. And now he's all serious. Eminem is not as fun. Anyways, uh, obviously TV and the radio I'm very excited for. Super Chunk. Things like this. Uh, you'll hear some interviews I did with Keith Morris from um, Off. Minor th- not Minor Threat. Jesus, I'm tired. Black Flag, Circle Jerks. Jim to your goddess, the host of Sound Opinions, and a writer for Vocalo, Amy from Pitchfork, and Matt from Pitchfork. And uh, yeah, that's it. Thanks for listening, everybody. And here is day two of the Pitchfork Music Festival. Hello, everybody. Welcome to You, Me, Them, everybody. It is Saturday evening. Fleet Foxes are about to play DJ Shadows playing, and I am speaking with... Jim to your goddess. Who is with... Sound Opinions and WBZ. The reason why I said the who are you with is because you were kind enough, you and Mr. Cott were kind enough to let me come to your studios when you were still at XRT, and I was a freshman in college. Okay. You don't remember that. It was one of your Christmas shows. Hmm. It was when you were filming the pilots for Sound Opinions. Okay. All right. Well, I'm, you know. It's been like eight, nine years. Since then, um, are you kind of shocked that Pitchfork has become this type of festival? Yeah, uh, you know, I've been wondering a lot this weekend if it's their Jump the Shark year. I mean, I've been accosted by people who want to spray me with Axe Body Spray. That is kind of weird. I've been interviewed, you know, asked three times by three different young women uh, with iPads to fill out a survey with them about my beer preferences. They work for Heineken. uh, Really? Yeah, you know, look, there's always been corporate presence here. It's one of the reasons the festival can happen. In the past, there's been a Ford Focus or something. It's been on the far end of the park. You almost had to go out of your way to look for it. I think combined with a fairly weak lineup and the very dubious booking of Odd Future, you have to say, is it losing its connection to the real salt of the earth Chicago underground music community that's made it special? Because there's a dichotomy. There are the people who book and actually do all the work at the festival, and then there's the pitchfork guys. That's true. Which sit around in their tent and have a nice party. Yeah. Well... There is a very large lack of local music, but there are more after parties than ever before, and Bitch Pork has an amazing lineup, and that's going three nights strong. Is local music necessary in a music festival? I'm not saying local music is necessary, but I think that a festival that reflects the community where it's based. But do you feel that Pitchfork is still based here now that Threader-in-Chief lives in New York? I think Pitchfork is a brand, a very, okay. very successful brand. And I think that that is what is important to Ryan Schreiber and Chris Kasky, who run Pitchfork. I was just talking to Scott Plajanoff. I mean, Scott was the editor, and Scott truly cared about the writing, and he stepped down recently. Um, you know, will it continue? Uh, but I think there's always been that tension. Is Boney Vare uh, getting a nine-point whatever in Pitchfork because Boney Vare has been tapped to headline Pitchfork Paris? Or is Pitchfork Paris headlining Bon Iver because they love the record? I, you know, there's the in journalism, in criticism too. The appearance of a conflict of interest is as, uh, you know, disturbing in some ways as an actual conflict of interest. And I think that to take money from people to come see an act that you're championing raises the question. You know, which came first? Are you championing them because? They're playing your festival, or are you championing because you love them, and that's why you book them at your festival? Well, for this fe- for this fest, you obviously know that there is a completely separate organization that books the music, and Pitchfork kind of tells them what to do. And I think that's the same way they're doing it in Paris as well. Yeah, but I'm saying that that's that's sort of the problem is the organization of Pitchfork tells the bookers what to do, and 
And, you know, it's not... Uh, despite that in the past, over the first six years, I think it was a real reflection of the Chicago community. And I didn't mean local bands playing. I mean the people running the festival. Okay. You know, and I think now... Um, you know, with the, the the level of corporate sponsorship and and uh, booking Odd Future, I mean, yeah. you know, there's a lot of young women here who who work as social activists. Yeah, who, RVAs here, refugee advocates. No, I no, no, no. I mean, people who are volunteering oh, to yes, run yes, the yes. festival, doing the work. Obviously, yeah. And then they're going to have to be working all day tomorrow while this music is on stage. And I don't think it's a reflection, really, of what Chicago's about. Did you see Thurston Moore said yesterday? Yeah. He had about, what, 30 references to the Odd Future set tomorrow? Oh, did he? Yeah, he kept referencing, like, oh, if you want to hear some homophobic, nihilistic murder songs about women. How is Odd Future different? I, I missed that. I, uh, I, was, I don't think you did, sir. It was, I, well, you know, yeah. Thurston with the harp and the violin was putting me to sleep. Yeah, uh, really. It was, I, I that's the a great way better. to clear a crowd. It, it was yeah. brilliant. Well, that's very, well, good for him. Yeah. Good for, because I had tweeted him. And asked him if he had comment to make for the stories I was writing, and he didn't respond. But he did it from the stage. So yeah, you have to like a stick to it. And it's really quick. Uh, last question: Any bands that you were surprised by? Any bands? Your picks of the fest thus far? I thought No Age was fantastic. I thought Off was too. wonderful. Thank you. It was like um, a mini Warp tour. I thought Woods was really good when they were doing their kind of canned psychedelic jams, but really bad when they were doing their folk rock songs, mainly because they can't sing. Fair enough. Are you excited to see Fleet Foxes, or you've already done this enough? I like Fleet Foxes a lot. I don't know if they're a night-closing headliner. I think they're doing this so everyone goes home happy, and then they come back tomorrow not too energized. That could be, yeah. yeah. Okay. Thank yeah, you yeah. so much for doing this, sir. My pleasure. All right, I'm at Pitchfork. It is Saturday evening, and I'm speaking with... Keith Morris. I'm in a band called Off. I was in a couple of other uh, semi-sort of famous, popular... Uh, punk rock hardcore bands you might have heard of Black Flag or the Circle Jerks and I'm doing this new thing and we're here at the Pitchfork Festival because we owe Pitchfork a huge debt of gratitude wait are you being sarcastic I am not being sarcastic we we Pitchfork loves us there's a reason like they should have loved all of your records sir um well there's so much music out there and all these other bands just seem to like get in the way of you know you you're trying to make some progress and all of a sudden there's some new band you know like Fleet Foxes Are you a fan of Fleet Foxes? Um I can't no offense I can't see you digging Fleet Foxes all that I much I could uh listen to them and appreciate them but not be like wigging out over them yeah well you are currently wearing a mud honey button which also brightens my heart i'm a huge fan of mud honey touch me i'm sick and that's why i'm very very happy i was at your set today i was smiling ear from ear and i felt that you and no age were the two brightest moments of the day i didn't and the reason being this um i don't think a lot of people here ever uh played in power pop or punk bands at 14 years old uh, i on the other hand have and I spent a lot of time listening to your records, and so it was very nice for you to be at a festival that appeals to a mostly indie crowd. Was it weird to play to a festival like this? Not at all, because it's a party. It is a party, but... And everybody... There, there should be all different kinds of flavor. You know, you can't just have tropical punch. That is true. Somebody's got to dump some vodka in it or some gin in it. Uh, somebody's got to toss some Spanish fly into it. Somebody's got to maybe drop a couple of drops of uh, liquid LSD. Are you a fan of liquid LSD? 
Um, my LSD experiences were uh, being dosed. That's not, not good. And not being aware of it. And not finding out until later on when I was lying on a floor with a girlfriend, counting the cracks in the ceiling. Oh, that looks like the Mississippi River. That looks like that right there could be the... Nile River? The Nile. Okay. Like Pink Floyd, I was standing by the Nile. Thank you for bringing that up, yes. Um, there's all sorts of different flavors. It's like, you know, the more the merrier. Well, one of the you reasons... Know, I don't, I don't want to be... But, you know, I've been the guy in the punk rock band, and that's what I'm known for. And it's like, yeah, well, maybe I'm in another punk rock band, but I don't look at it that way. I don't want to be, like, labeled like that. And I don't want to have that box placed on my head because it's really... Well, it feels like in the past five years, it's kind of uh, more accepting to just do your thing and have a festival like this, where maybe ten years ago you'd be stuck playing only the Warp Tour or something like that. Or well, one of the things that uh, I noticed at this festival, there's a lot of, like, horizontal. What does that mean? There's a lot of, like, like a straight kind of quality. And what I mean by that is the... It's like going in, it's like going to an art gallery and seeing a lot of like black and white and somebody needs to like toss in some red and some yellow and you definitely tossed in the color today you also uh, well I we try to bring the vertical to the, <laughs> the some vertical action into the program have you ever thought about a career as a public speaker you're very good between songs in addition to the actual songs I'm I'm lucky that I get away with what I get away with. I don't know about that. The, the guys in my band are really down on that. Could we talk about the guys in your band? Um, your guitarist is in one of my favorite stoner rock bands, Burning Brides, and your drummer was in one of my favorite Chicago bands, Hot Snakes. How did you guys uh, join up? We were working on a Circle Jerks album, really? one of my other bands. Dimitri was going to produce the record. Okay. And I wholeheartedly welcome that because... We're the type of band, or we were the type of band, or we are the type of band where we can't get any kind of forward progress going. And when we do, anything that resembles that, mm-hmm. somebody jumps out of the vehicle or somebody hits the brakes. Fair enough. And everybody's set in their ways. Everybody are know-it-alls. Everybody are grumpy, grouchy old men. Fuck that. <laughs> Time to move on to something else. I'm, it's very inspiring. I I feel like I'm telling you half my life story here, sir. We would not be standing here talking and carrying on this conversation if I was still playing with those guys. Why? Just because it's uh, you've we, already done it so many times or we, done? No, we would not be here. The Circle Jerks? We, we would not be invited to this party. I don't know. I think there's gonna be there's this renewal. We would be we would be invited to the kitty party. Yeah. I don't know. I think people are actually reassessing what you have done and what you're doing now, and they realize how much actual thought is inside of it. Well, I was told how important a lot of it was and no, is. No, is is the key word. And there. I I I uh I I thank all of those people that. That, uh, the ponies just walked by, ladies and yes. gentlemen. Yes. You know, that think 
that, that, that are that open-minded and realize yeah. a lot of the things that happen. Last two questions. I used to do a zine at 17 years old, listening to music like yours, but I don't feel like it's necessary to do something like that anymore. What advice do you have for the 17-year-old that wants to be involved that doesn't necessarily want to play music? Just go and be involved. Just go. Okay. Just go do it. And what? You know, get get out from behind the computer. Shut the computer off. Don't sit at home watching everything on YouTube, expecting to get everything for free. Go out and get hot and sweaty and jump around and slip around in some beer. Or, you know, stomp in somebody's vomit or, you know, go out and rub elbows with a bunch of other like-minded people. Get out there and do it. Don't wait for it to come to you. Go to it. What's the future of Off? You guys haven't been touring. You've been a handful of shows. Is this correct? Am I wrong on this? Um, we're going to be gone the entire month of August. Fantastic. We're going to go to Europe. What do you hope happens? Is this going to be a full-time thing? Is this just a one-off? Do you? I think you guys are having a lot of fun at shows on stage. Well, I'm at an age where I'm just going with it. And I'm going to... This time, I'm... You know, I've been in a couple of bands where we've had opportunities to go to Europe and Japan and Australia, Southern Europe, and we've never been able to, like, make it happen. Yeah. <coughs> with this band, it's happening, and I'm going with it. Well... And I'm at an age where... Um, you're not old, by the way. You're not. You don't have to say... You don't just keep saying that, sir. Well, I'm 56 years old. That's not old. There's science now. You're fine. You're great. Okay. You're still playing. You haven't lost a note. You got 30-year-olds sounding like they're 80. You're fine. You don't sound 56. You still sound like an angry 18-year-old, and that's why I love it. Well, thank you. Does that offend you that I called you angry? I am angry. There's not enough anger at this festival. That's my one complaint. Too, too much niceness? Yeah, and I'm not saying I just want a bunch of metalheads hating on everything, but have a, have, a, have a point of view that's not a love everybody. And there's nothing wrong with love everybody, but there's only so much of love everybody that you want to hear in one day. Some of these people need to, like, um, get angry and walk up to the first Republican they see and just punch him in the face. I live in D.C. now. It's so refreshing to hear that point of view. Just walk right up to him and just... Oh, I don't like you. Boom! I don't think we Karate could... chop to the throat. Bruce Lee. Full kickboxing. If the world has any justice, you will be very, very rich in punching Republicans very soon. You should run for office. There should be a punch a Republican in the face day. You know, they got this punch a ginger and punch a hippie and punch your parents days and... Punch <laughs> Screw all of that. Punch a punch a fucking politician right in the face. Are you happy with that? Even a Democrat. Just wait, right wait, in. wait. Okay, now we're gonna have problems. No, we're not. Because okay. there's a lot of Democrats that they're taking money from all of these big corporations. Oh, of course. Well, fuck, walk up to a Koch brother and is there just one, kick him right in the nuts day. Is there one politician you actually like right now that's doing good work that hasn't sold out yet? I what about Bernie Frank? I love Bernie okay. Frank. Bernie Frank's fucking awesome. There you go. There is one. Barack Obama's not a bad guy. No, he's not. He kind of lied to us. How? But they all, that's part of their spiel. I got this new premise. I think you might be into it. 
Well, let's hope that he's just playing along with all these other politicians. I think he's a classic example of someone that grew up with it in a single-parent household. He's just trying to make everybody happy, and he's still getting shit done. It's just not as quickly as he'd like. So he's making a lot of compromises because he thinks it's going to hold the country And together. he's... Those people... Those fucking Republicans, man... They don't want to go along with any of this stuff. Well, it's not just... you, you got to clarify. It's just racist, too. Don't forget racist. There's a lot of racists in this country that hate Mr. Obama. This guy fucking rules. Who is this guy? Who are we talking to? My name's Chris Colte. And you're in? I do sound for a band called Deer Hunter, among other people. How is that going? It's, it's amazing. He's a... No, Deer Hunter's one of my favorite bands. The last time I saw Deer Hunter, they were... Like, it was a... You couldn't give them enough A plus. I've seen so Deer Hunter. Awesome. I've seen you almost died after the show, and I gave you oregano no, oil. No, I saw you guys at the Henry Fonda Theater. Was that after that? That wasn't yes. after the text. No, no. Yes, it was. It was before Fun Fest. No. Yeah, because we were on tour and we played LA, and then we played in Texas with, and you guys played that day. Remember? And you were under the stage because you had the, you were like, I have the flu or something. And you gave me the oregano. Oil. Tongue oil. Wait, wait, wait. What's oregano tongue oil? It's, uh, it's, it's oregano. It's just concentrated oregano. Why did oregano. you give that to him? Because he was sick. He oh, was like, okay. dude, I feel like I got the stomach flu. So but you just take like a teaspoon of that? and No, just you a get, couple like, of drops. drops. Yeah. yeah. And you felt worse because of that? Hell no. Okay. I was ready to go punch a Republican in the face. I love your youthful enthusiasm, sir. Okay. Deer Hunter. Did Deer Hunter open for Spooner or am I insane? No, that's true. I saw that tour. That was fantastic. Were you doing something <laughs> at the Chicago date? Yeah, I mean, I was the Aragon. The Aragon Ballroom is notorious bad for sound. Uh, Deer Hunter actually benefited from that swirling sound, and Spoon was miserable for the yeah. entire set. Kudos. Thanks, man. Appreciate Why did you go into sound? Keith, do you need to get out of here? I'm sorry. That's I do. Okay. Uh, I started making records before I did live sound. Wait, who did you make records for? Uh, a bunch of people you don't know from Cincinnati, but I worked at the Afghan Wig Studio, the bass players. Okay, studio, okay. For a bunch of years. And I'm assuming you don't live in Cincinnati now. I live in Detroit. Why? The there. Okay. Why? Yeah. Why, why the, do you live where you live? Because my woman lives there, and I hate it. Right. Yeah. yeah Where's that? Here. Washington D.C. Yeah. I've got a question for you. I live there because it's super cheap, and I have my own studio that I built with my bare hands for, like, no money. That's brilliant. Yeah. That's inspiring. And it's a Delta hub, so flights are cheap. Well, you went from Cincinnati, yeah. so you were a Bengal, and now are you a lion? No, I don't really... Football isn't really my thing. Or a tiger? I like the tigers. Keith, are you a sportsman? Oakland Raiders, Daryl LaMonica when I was a kid. The, Are you worried that there's uh, not going to be a season? Los Angeles Rams, no, hell no. They're not, they're going to, those guys want their money. Everybody wants their money. Of course, of course. I want I want their money. I want everybody's yeah. money. Is there any chance that Deer Hunter or Off would ever play a halftime football game? I'd love to. We'd, we'd we, do we a, did it together. We would do a 15-minute version of Fuck People. Yeah. <laughs> with, with... The guys from Deer Hunter as incorporated as part of the band. That off gig at, at whatever fun, fun, fun fest was the best show I saw last year. What made it so good? Uh, that band, dude. Your band is amazing. I just like songs like that. Like, I like heavy, aggressive, like, punk shit, but it's like there's something about it that's super hooky. It's like a couple of 
tributaries away from Cheap Trick to me in a weird way, but not would at all. Would you think it's like very well written? <laughs> yeah, that's what I would say. How many people have told you to just slow down a little bit? I had a couple of doctors tell me that. <laughs> Dude, I'm chasing Peter Pan. I can't quit till I, till I, till I find the Lost Boys, and I see <laughs> Captain Hook and Tinkerbell. I'm gonna let you guys go. One last question: parting words for the kids. What, what's one thing you tell to the 17-year-old that's listening to this? Just do it and go for it, and don't look back. And have as much fun as possible because if you're not having fun, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I say smoke pot every day. Smoke pot every day, just like Barack Obama says. Yeah, Thanks I don't for think listening. Their parents are going to appreciate that. It depends on where the parents live and their parents' eye condition. Okay. All right, it's Saturday night at Pitchfork, and I am speaking with Amy Phillips, news editor of Pitchfork, and Matt Denowitz, technical director. Why did you just cringe when you said technical director? Not much of an interview guy. Why not? Behind the scenes. Why behind the scenes? Why not be on stage? Oh, wait, wait, wait. He has a band called Cold Train Motion. Wait, I know your band. I um, Your band's been on my podcast. <laughs> Shit. I used to do the Chicago Music Podcast. Oh, awesome. And uh, I featured Cold Train. I like your band. You're two-piece, right? Yeah, yeah. Why aren't you playing? Um, well, answer that. I've lobbied for us to be here Every year. I'm guessing you've never actually lobbied for you to be here. Vehemently. Vehemently? Yeah. Okay. Amy, how was your festival experience thus far? It's Saturday night. You are almost two-thirds done. Uh, good. Hot. Good. But, um, you know, pretty chill. Pretty awesome. What did you guys think of the lineup initially? As an outsider, I was not thrilled. Being here, I was very happy with the lineup. Let's go with Ben. I can understand why you're not thrilled coming into it, but, I mean, it's surprisingly solid through and through lineup. It really is. There's no one that you really shouldn't see. I kind of agree. Amy, your turn. I, th- I really like how diverse the uh, lineup is this year. Like, got so much more different stuff, not just straight up indie rock. Well, I completely agree. Yesterday I was shocked by Currency. Yeah. I hate almost everything he vouches for, but I, he's so charming. I loved him. I he was, I was so watching, good. I was watching Nico Case. I missed his set. Ni- he was at two thirty. Nico, or he was at like three thirty. Nico was at seven thirty. Nico no. was bleeding into James Blake. Wait, who was on during Currency? That oh, got it by Voices, wasn't it? Nope. Even later. Who was on during Currency? I, it's on my iPhone app, which I'm using now to record this. That's what we like to. Do. Did you develop the iPhone app, sir? I developed the API, so when you load it, it calls out to information that. Excuse code that I wrote, but oh, I did not write what? the app. I know who was on. It was Thurston Moore. Oh, that. How did you? How'd you feel about Thurston? I, I actually didn't watch either of those. I was. Um, <laughs> so you just lied twice. I thought I was on during. No. Yeah. We're missing the Fleet Foxes. Hit everybody. See if you could listen. I, yeah, sorry. I, I didn't lie. I'm just confused. No, you're great. I, Amy's been on the show before. I'm a big, big fan of Amy. That's not a joke. And I've, I obviously like your band. I didn't know it was you. Why are you wearing a San Francisco Giants hat? Are you from San Francisco? I was at a database conference, <laughs> and the people that provide server monitoring took me to a Giants game because I'm a big baseball fan. You're a big baseball fan. Love it. Who's your team? Cubs. I'm sorry. I'm from here, too. Fine. I was watching the game today before I came to the fest, and I was like, I kind of want to watch it. I'm in Chicago. I, have, I could watch it on GN. 8-0 when I left. <laughs> Amy, why are you laughing? Because that's exactly like the, the we all went to a game. Our whole company went. It was pretty much Amy, easy. <laughs> it was pretty brutal. When a guy, when a guy who's lost 
seven miles an hour off his fastball. Strikes out ten Cubs. It's time to shut it down. Who's your current favorite Cub? Amy, go. Name one Cub is what I'm really asking you. Oh, God. Who's uh, uh, Fukujume? Fukujume! Kosuke! Ben, go. Gotta go with Starlin. I'm kind of with you. He's. Uh, did you see that Sports Illustrated cover story about him in April? Yeah. What did you think? It was him. He was on the cover. He was on the cover. Did you read the article? No. Okay. Well, pretty much it said Kosuke is the future of baseball. Uh, he's the first player born in the 90s in the majors. Starlin, who did I say? Kosuke. Kosuke Castro. I like Japanese Cubans. Anyways. Why? Why? Okay. Who doesn't? The Pitchfork Music Festival. Uh, Amy, answer me this. Why isn't there more baseball players here at the Pitchfork Music Fest? That's a good question. I imagine they probably have to work during the festival. Oh, whatever. They played an afternoon game. Oh, yeah. They totally could have come. I think it's because your music doesn't appeal to them. This is very possible. Why don't you like mainstream shit? However, Dale Murphy recently blogged about Wilco. About how he likes Wilco. and it's all uh, over. Didn't Wilco do a baseball tour or something like that? Baseball stadium tour? I think they did, like minor league parks. Yeah, yeah. like the Willie Nelson Bob Dylan yeah. tour. Oh, yeah. Did you hear that the King County Cougars did a fireworks night to Wilco music? Really? Well, you didn't report that. Dropping the minor league ball. Uh, who was your biggest uh, shock of the weekend? Somebody that you really didn't know much about that you... Well, this is a weird question because you probably know everybody. <laughs> but know is there anyone that surprised you about how great they were live? Because I, I was definitely shocked by a lot and you're not as shocked no, by me. I mean, everything that I thought was going to be good has been good. Which was? Zola Jesus was amazing. Here's my problem with Zola Jesus. Not problem with Zola Jesus, I apologize. Problem with booking Zola Jesus as a festival. Wouldn't you rather see her in the pitch black... Oh, yeah, absolutely, but she brought it, man. Wasn't she great? Why isn't Lady Gaga stealing from her? She's already dressing like Lady Gaga. Why not actually make some good music, Miss Gaga? Are you a fan? I am. I'm sorry. Extremely big fan of Lady Gaga. I, I view Lady Gaga like I view Glee. I love everything about it except for the singing. Oh, I think she's great. I think. Why? I just think she writes really great songs. and, and Lyrics are fine, but the music is quite awful. Oh, it's just fun dance pop. I mean, it's pretty... Well, you're also a fan of Robin. That's not a knock on me. It's not. A, it's a knock on me. I like, like Robin. Journalism to me. This is ambush journalism. I'm the. I'm the Weekly World do News. You or do you not like Robin? Ben, what about you? Matt. You're Ben, right? Matt. Matt. I get I mean, Ben all the time. Do you really? I do. I all the time. That's depressing, Matt. It is. it is. Real name Matt. Real name Matt. I'm so sorry. It's all right. Anyways, Amy, why are you cringing? Aren't your interviews this smooth at Pitchfork? I'm not Pitchfork ready. Is that what you're saying? We, we've had some problems, it's, it's true, with, with interviews in the past. Yeah. I want to clarify to the listener at home, if you haven't heard Amy, she's a total pro. And uh, she's probably the only person in the VIP section now not drinking. She's actually here for the music. She's doing a very good job. And without her, the site would be awful. Anytime people complain, no, let's be honest, you're one of the reasons why the site's really good. Take credit. Go. Go. I think I am good at my job, you yes. Are. But, uh, I... I there are many, many other people who are also very good. And that's the right answer, isn't it? To the site. Uh, I mean, if I wasn't there, the site would still go on. If Matt wasn't there, <laughs> we'd have a problem. You'd probably be around in some form. <laughs> I'd be a Tumblr. Um, be a directory listing of MP3 files. <laughs> yeah. Is it just me, or is this year's trend face paint? It, that's thanks to Tune Yards, man. Tune Yards has. I no, thought it was no, Animal Collective. There's the surprise oh, for me, yeah. personally. But it's on today. I see a lot of people with it on today. What were you saying? Still hung over from yesterday, probably. <laughs> Not me, them. Uh, here was my picks for trends. 2010 was basketball jerseys. 
There's still a lot. There are few, yeah. This year is face paint. Yeah. Next year will be uh, knee pads. A la fly girl knee pads. Not giving head to the president knee pads, but fly girl knee pads. The, the following year will be duct tape accessories. And uh, after that will be a second child. A second child? I mean, we're Pitchfork is on. We have one person with a second child. Matt, it, Matt is laughing, right? Second child, that was good. The second child is a trend. I love it. A lot of people are here with their first child. It's true. So. That's the problem. Um, I've seen... I'm not going to name names because people know who they are, but I've seen some uh, reviews from some critics that I follow on Twitter and all that stuff that uh, highlighted a lot of stuff early in the day and then just said after that it was shit. And uh, all those critics had babies with them the entire day. I'm not joking. (laughs) Maybe you should have, you don't get a VIP slash press listing if you press pass if you have a child because your review will be slanted towards when it needs to be breastfed. We have a lot of staffers with children. Um, Your staffers, though, that's different. It's your festival. I'm talking about press here. Hey. It's all about priorities. Yeah, exactly. Keep child doesn't make you a worse writer. No, it totally does. You skew your perceptions. Just plan accordingly. No, th- yeah, get a babysitter. Sure. Why are you against babysitters? Answer that, Pitchfork. We love babysitters. Fantastic. Really quick, f- final question. Who are you looking forward to tomorrow, Sunday? Super Chunk. No, wait, 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 wait. Matt just laughed at Super Chunk. I'm looking forward to Super Chunk. Why are you looking forward to Super Chunk? They put on a great show. Are they playing at the exact same time as Guided by Voices and Dismemberment Plan? No. Okay. Guided by Voices was yesterday, Dismemberment Plan was today. No, 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 no. like the 6 p.m. slot. Oh, um, I don't know. I think that's actually the best time slot thus far. And was it just... Okay. 5.15 red state. Are you looking forward to anyone? Yeah, let me check my schedule here. He's pulling up the Appy Help design. Okay, Whoa! once again, it's an audio podcast, and the app just crashed on a brand new iPhone 4. Great job with that, buddy. Who are you looking forward to? Um, you know, Deer Hunter. You know what? I saw them at the Aragon, opening up for Spoon. I've never seen a better Deer Hunter show. I have a new theory about the Aragon. If your sound can swirl, you're going to be great. Just like battles were great yesterday outside. Where a band like Spoon is the—that's the worst place to see them. So I'm at the Deer Hunter is a very good choice. Um, I'm kind of hoping it's very windy when they play. Windy, sweet. Yeah, because oh, the swirling. Yeah, I kind of love that. Um, thanks for doing this. Any final words for the budding journalist or for the budding IT person? Uh, get another job that you can make money doing. Use Redis, live long and prosper. What? Use Redis. What's Redis? I'm, I seriously have no idea what Redis is. It's an in-memory data structure store. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. How dare you roll your eyes at me when I say I don't know what Redis is? It's really embarrassing. It this, is. This interview is over. Right. It is over. Thanks, guys, so much. Only because you have some sort of insecurity about it. Okay. It is Saturday night at Pitchfork, and I am with uh, my favorite garage rock band. You're only my second favorite band in Chicago. Daniel Knox is my favorite. Do you know Daniel? I do not know Daniel Knox. Daniel Knox, totally different style of music. Uh, Way more Nick Cave, Nick Lowe uh, than you guys. You guys are my favorite band that uses amplifiers. Oh, that's cool. How can you compare us then? Uh, Because I listen to you guys second much, and I listen to him the most. Fair enough. I think that is fair. Uh, you guys have been together for your lifetimes because you're brother and sister, That's but correct. you've been playing music in a band technically, is it three years now? It is formally three years as White Mystery. It started on April 20th, 2008. 
Do you know the date because it's 420? Yes. Okay, fantastic. <laughs> um, your mother also helps design your merchandise. That's right. We just brought our new line of V-neck shirts that She's are... I'm right actually now. wearing a white mystery wife beater right now. Um, we also make handkerchiefs. Everything's hand-dyed and linoleum block printed. The reason why I mentioned that your mother does this is because she's not your typical mother. She's a photographer, a very talented photographer. And recently, you guys put on an art show of your merchandise. I've never heard of that. How was that? It was fantastic. We created these floor-to-ceiling of printed fabric panels that White Mystery ended up using when we performed at the Museum of Contemporary Art the following weekend. So it was a really great kind of like combo of art and music. And we won uh, Reader's Best of Chicago, Best Merch in the City. Oh, that's that's a, a given. Uh, you should be winning Best Band. Who won Best Band? Do you remember? Uh, I don't know. You guys had to be up for it. But it, it's kind of cool to be recognized for something that's a little out of the box because that's really yeah. what White Mystery is. You know what? No, don't say that because they're going to think it's some weird crap side project. This is a full-time job for you guys. It is. You guys, how many dates a year do you think you play? I mean, we probably are playing... I mean, probably like 200 shows. That's insane. Yeah. Why? At least. At least. Um, are you still trying to get on Conan? Yes, we are. How's that going? Um, he's supposed to be coming to Chicago in October, and we have some really neat stuff planned for October, and it would be awesome. I mean, as one of the, hey, man. As being oh, just to make it clear, Alex knows everyone in this fucking city. She's she's born and bred north side or south side? North side of okay. Chicago. <laughs> I saw your Francis band. too. You are siblings. How is it? Last time I think we talked, you said you wanted to be in a Black Sabbath cover band. Do you still want to be? Yeah, why not? All right, cool. Um, is it still is it is it still good playing with each other? Last night we played. You played Bitch Pork. We we played Bitch Pork last year. We were one of the headliners. Last and, night we played a Pitchfork after party. And that was at Cobra. It was at Cobra. How was that? It was so gnarly that Francis impaled his drums on his cymbal stand. Yeah, it's awesome. I know, isn't that good? It's not as spicy as I thought it was going to be. A lot more. Uh, a, a very kind gentleman is walking by because it's the ice cream man here, and uh, Francis. No, not Francis is eating regular ice cream, but Alex is enjoying the white mystery pop, based. You, that's the name. That's the name origin, correct? It pretty much is. Besides the actual last name White. Right. You played here in 2006, the first year of Pitchfork with Hot Machines. Didn't Hot Machines actually play a show in the past six months? We played with No Bunny on New Year's Day. Why? I'm not knocking it. I'm just kind of confused. It was like a one-off, and I haven't heard yeah. something since. We tend to do an annual reunion show. Hi, Aaron. Oh, I also should mention that uh, Alex uh, and Francis are very nice people, so people are happy to see them. Unlike me. And uh, what's your name? This is Aaron Kapoor. She's a sweetheart. Aaron, how are you doing? He's lying. My name is Isabella Winston. <laughs> Isabella, how would you describe the music of White Mystery? Fucking rad. Yeah. Would you describe the music of Fleet Foxes as fucking rad? I would, in a different way. You're so nice. All you people are so fucking nice. Francis, you're stuck with me because you're, uh, your sister's talking. Uh, 
I hope you never go into stand-up comedy. Okay. Okay. Uh, I was at the third list. Spi- sit-down comedy. That's okay. That's okay. That's better. Um, have you been in another band since White Mystery? I don't know if I've already asked you this. I've been in a handful here and there, but nothing is dedicated or successful as White Mystery. Is it weird playing without a bassist? You just not know it any different. Uh, no, it's fun. I love playing with other people because it takes me out of my comfort zone and sort of forces me to come up with new stuff or play faster or slower. So I like it. Do you find yourself listening more with White Mystery than when you're playing with other bands? I or do you like always listening listen? to my sister? Yeah. No, I I don't really listen to her at all. Actually. <laughs> Where do you live? Do you live together? Yeah, we have an apartment on the north side. Do you also rehearse there? Yes. How often do you see each other a day? We see each other every day. And you guys still get along. Yeah. And you like your mother. Yep. Well, then why are you doing anything artistic? I don't understand. Why are we doing it? Yeah, you guys come from this awesome, healthy like household, and you're like friends. Like, shouldn't you be like a banker? Would you be a banker? No, I've always been a horrible student. I got really lucky because now that I am an artist, my mother's finally proud of me, and that's pretty. Is awesome. your mother proud of your stuff? Yes. That yeah. is so nice. What do you hope happens to the band besides your smoker's cough? Um, I don't know. I want to keep out putting out records and tour the world. If you could tour with one band currently touring, who would it be? Seriously. Uh, let me think about this for a moment. Currently touring, Iron Maiden. Why? Um, Are you really a metal fan? This is the second time I've interviewed you. the second time you've mentioned metal. What current metal do you listen to? Or is it all 80s stuff? It's all just the classics, I guess. Iron Maiden and Black Sabbath. Is that what you grew up with? No. What did you grow up with? Corn uh, and Nine Inch Nails. It took a long time to realize I only listened to Corn because that was on the radio. And, uh, at the same time, there's absolutely no mainstream shock rock like that anymore. Maybe at the time. You're wrong. You're wrong. Odd Future, Lady Gaga. Oh, I can't no, no, think no. Corn like was in shock rock. Corn was yeah, just rock. Marilyn Manson, just that late. Marilyn Manson was shock rock, yeah. New metal era of just hard shit being blasted through the radio and being on MTV. That I don't yeah. see that anymore. You, know? you don't see it, but you could hear it on the former Q1. The Q1 won't even ever play you guys. Yeah, they did on local. Good. One. You should like right before they yeah. hit the dirt, you know. Uh, is XRT giving you guys love? I think BZ has I said. So. Besides, uh, I know you guys played Sound Opinions. Has that helped your career at all? Absolutely. How so? NPR uh, raises awareness of white mystery all over the country. Yeah. It's badass. What do you hope happens this year? Because you've just released your second record. Is that correct? That's correct. Uh, we want to record another one. We're touring Canada. We want to keep expanding outside of the country and. Uh, Keep selling records, keep doing what we're doing. Every month at The Hungry Brain, You, Me, Them, Everybody presents 8x8, a show featuring eight performers performing eight minutes each. Stand-up comedy, singer-songwriters, sketch groups, writers, improv troops, a mixture of everything that's good about the Chicago arts scene. Please visit youmethemeverybody.com for full lineups and schedules. 